What is up, everybody? I am a day off. I am late for my normal time, which is about 8.20. <clears throat> Although saying about does give me does give me a cop out. So uh, that's pretty awesome. Um, let's see here. So still looks like I am at zero people. And oh, the number is going up. So if you guys want to comment in the chat and just say, hey, how is it going? And uh, we can get the ball rolling. So basically, I don't know if you guys saw that, uh, that, that Queen Dina Hinshaw has blessed us with some extremely good news. Um, you know, obviously, we want to hold our breaths on that and we want to wait and see. Uh, see it to believe it, right? Um, the good news, <sighs> I'm pretty sure me and anyone watching this is somewhat unconvinced that uh, the news is going to stay good. But in other good news, uh, my wife went to the Home Depot and got some wood and uh, reinforced the back of my shelf because she's pretty handy more handy than me. And so I've got my shelf right here, uh, which was always part of the plan. It's still empty, but you are going to see that, uh, that that's going to be filled with stuff from now on, which is awesome. Cause that was always part of my original plan was to have that filled with stuff. So let's take a look at what Dina told us yesterday. Shall we also what's going on with this, uh, with this person uh, uh, doing the sign language, I, I'm not really sure. That's a new one. There's something, something off about that person. So let's take a look here, shall we? I just need to rearrange my screen. Let's go full screen. That'll look better for you guys, right? Okay, let's see what she has to say. So I'm just going to start from the beginning because I think all of the relevant information was in the first couple minutes. And, uh, and like, I'm not going to look at questions or anything like that. We're just going to hear what, what she has to say. With us, as always, is Dr. Dina Hinshaw, Chief Medical Officer of Health for the Province. Dr. Hinshaw will provide a brief update, and then we will open the floor to questions. Thank you, Tom. And good afternoon, everyone. I'm pleased to be back to provide another daily update and talk about the next phase of COVID-19. Also, I just want to say I'm sorry for subjecting you to having to listen to her. I, I struggle with it as well. So please don't be upset if you're not, uh, you're not into, you're not into listening to her, but it's important. So we're going to grind through it together. In our province. First, here are today's numbers. In the last 24 hours, we identified 194 new cases and completed about 7,100 tests. Our positivity rate was about 2.9%. Currently, 84 people are being treated for COVID-19 in hospital, including 18 admitted to the ICU. Cases have risen recently, almost entirely in those who have not been fully vaccinated I would love to hear the evidence for that. Uh, I doubt it, which is going to bring us to our 
points later that are coming up. As we expected would likely happen as people come in close contact with the other again. Similar trends are being seen in other provinces that have lifted restrictions. I am pleased that overall hospitalizations continue to decline and we will keep watching these closely. As I've said before, vaccines dramatically reduce the risk of severe outcomes and the risk of infection. For example, since July 1st, people who were not fully immunized made up 95% of all cases of COVID-19, 94% of all those who have needed hospital care for COVID-19, and 95% of all COVID deaths. Having two doses of vaccine has never been more important. The Delta variant spreads more easily, and that second dose is critical for protection. <clears throat> I wasn't even going to address any of this stuff, but listening to them talk, listening to her talk, knowing what the facts are about the heart inflammation and all that, it just really eats at me. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's quite painful to listen to. That's why it's good news that more than 64% of eligible Albertans are now fully immunized and 75% have had at least one dose of vaccine. We still need to increase those numbers, but this is encouraging progress. With so many people protected by... Greg, that is a great question. Greg says in the questions, did those unvaxxed stats include, obviously, statistics before the vaccine was offered? And... I'm not sure I would, that's, I knew there was something wrong with what she was saying, but I bet you that that is what it is. That's a great question. I would love to know if those are the statistics from the entire duration. So they do manipulate the numbers or is it 95% currently? She never said that. So that's a good question. We don't know. It's all a lie. I mean, David. We know, we know it's all a lie, but we entertain it a little because we still want to see what they're saying, right? By vaccines and doses available right now for anyone 12 and over, the threat of this still dangerous virus is shifting. While COVID-19 cases may rise in the coming weeks and months, a surge of hospitalizations and other severe outcomes is much less likely thanks to vaccines. Maybe it's because there never was one. There never was a surge. I know that the rise in cases over the last week has created some anxiety in some people. After all, we have been closely watching case counts for well over a year. When we heard of COVID- she's, uh, she's bracing all the people that are really scared of COVID for impact because she's about to drop bombs on them. And obviously, it's all part of a it's all part of some other agenda, but we're about to find out here <clears throat> that we're about to start treating COVID like it's the flu, which is <laughs> unbelievable, but it's it's happening. COVID-19. First, we knew little of the virus and we had no treatments and no vaccines. So all that bad stuff was happening 
when we had no we had no treatments and no vaccines. Remember when we were ventilating people and they were dying? That was truly horrendous. This meant we needed to enact unprecedented measures to protect human life and to prevent our healthcare systems from being overwhelmed. We have made incredible sacrifices, staying away from loved ones, closing the doors of our businesses, and canceling important events, all to protect one another. These sacrifices were necessary at that time. Today, we are in a very different place. Vaccines are able to drastically reduce the risk of not only contracting the virus, but more importantly, getting severely ill. From a public health standpoint, this has changed how we need to look at the virus. As we have always done, we need to weigh the direct impacts of COVID-19 against the... I promise we are getting to the point soon, I promise. ...direct impacts that come from our interventions, especially on children and other vulnerable groups. With a vaccine readily available, the need for the types of extraordinary restrictions we used in the past has diminished. So here you go, brace for impact. She's setting it up. At the same time, we must also start preparing for other health challenges. Last year, we saw an extraordinary decline in other respiratory viruses. In fact, there was not a single case of seasonal influenza identified. <laughs> there wasn't. That's true. All of a sudden, the tests didn't pick up the flu ever again. Never. But guess what, guys? With the decrease, I, I, it's a spoiler alert here, but check it out. As there's a decrease in restrictions, you're going to see an uptick in the seasonal flu. It's just bound to happen. It's just reasonable. It's just reasonable for that. Now, now that you've gotten a mass amount of people vaccinated, now, now the flu is going to come back. Weird. As soon as testing's done, as soon as they're not going to be testing people all the time, the flu is magically going to come back. What a convenient turn of events. Anyway, I... Spoiler alert. We expect that to change soon. With the unprecedented public health measures used over the last year, no longer... So Elaine here says... Now I have to enlarge my screen. Hold on. She sounds like a robot. Maybe her handlers are using sedatives to control her. Or she might just need her psych meds adjusted. So... I don't think it's anything like that. I think what's happening is she just reads lines. She just reads what she's given. She's just a puppet for a bigger entity. She gets paid a ton of money and she just reads the lines. That's all it is. She's just reading a speech. She didn't, she didn't write that speech. It's, that's not what happened. Which, by the way, can we just look at how the screen pops up now? they they keep updating and making the, the system that I use better, and it just looks better and better on video. Um, they just, they're, this melon that I use is doing a really great job. Longer in place, we will likely see higher levels of other respiratory viruses like influenza starting late this summer and into the fall. Vaccines for some viruses like influenza are available. But this will mean more patients needing testing for clinical reasons, and in some cases, medical care. We need to make sure that Alberta's health system is able to support all patients. 
That is why we are making changes to bring COVID-19 measures in line with how we handle other respiratory viruses while keeping strong measures in place to protect Albertans. Over the past 17 months of restrictions, sorry, after the past 17 months of restrictions, I know this will likely feel like a dramatic shift for many. We have grown accustomed to protective measures, so some anxiety is only natural. I want to assure Albertans that some things will not change. So I need to go back because I got a little distracted here. Where are we? We are right on 507. So let's go back to there. Sorry, Fall. guys. Vaccines for some viruses, like influenza, are available. But this will mean more patients needing testing for clinical reasons, and in some cases, medical care. We need to make sure that Alberta's health system is able to support all patients. That is why... So here you go, guys. They can't keep dealing with COVID the way that they have been because we're going to have to give all patients care because the flu is going to come back this year. We know it's going to come back this year. We have to make room and make sure that those people can get treatment. Wouldn't it be like this amazing thing if the... I mean, theoretically, the thing that was making people sick always had was like flu symptoms. And and then, you know, uh, uh, we just treated it like it was the flu the whole time. Wouldn't it be amazing if you just if now COVID's waned and now the flu's back? Think about that. The, she's warning us the flu's coming back. The flu is coming back. Yeah, I'm sure that that's true. Check out this comment. I have no idea if it's real. Uh, I believe you, Yvette. So I heard Gates and Soros are making a more accurate, making more accurate tests. They will know if you have COVID or flu. Give me a break. Yeah, I mean, these are these things. It's 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 preposterous. It's it's nonsense. We know it is. COVID is the common flu. Like, well, so here's, I will admit that there does seem to be some differences. That's true. Um, we know that it had gain of function. We, we know that Anthony Fauci was involved with developing it in a lab from Wuhan, right? So allegedly we know that. Allegedly we know that. So, um, yeah, hey, Laura. Laura says hi. It's been a while. So, Laura, if you ever want to watch my stuff and it's not live, you totally can do that. Or, I don't know if you guys know this, but I am on Spotify now. It's called Bro, Here's the Thing. You can download it on Spotify or you can go to Podbean and you can link the RSS feed right into your pod podcast catcher and put me on um, iTunes or if you have overcast which is what i personally use or you can download the podbean app so there's numerous options but the two easiest ones would be downloading the podbean app or spotify i'm on either one of those but my personal favorite is overcast because of the ability to speed things up and cut out dead space so check that out if you on my Instagram, which is devastator48, D-E-V-I-S-T-A-T-O-R 48, um, uh, I made a reel that shows how you can 
take the RSS feed and plug it into your favorite podcast catcher. Just so you guys know, that is available if you want to listen to this as audio. I am focusing on trying to deliver these in a more audio-friendly format. You'll notice that I even read the people's names. When I read comments, I try to read the comment now so people listening on audio will understand what I said. Uh, so Laura asks, did I change back to Tuesdays and Thursdays? No, I'm simply, I was simply not able to do it yesterday. Uh, I am planning on going to jujitsu on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but it has been a terrible month for that. I've just been super busy with essays and things like that for church. And so now I think I'll be back to doing that, but uh, I am on Wednesday night still, which is in direct competition with the Angry Albertans. Uh, uh, his his Facebook Live, and his, his, he's massive. He has 23,000 followers. So compared to me, that is massive. So anyway, let's carry on with, with Queen Dina. We are making changes to bring COVID-19 measures in line with how we handle other respiratory viruses. COVID-19 measures are going to be brought in line with other respiratory viruses that's what we've wanted from the very beginning that is literally what we've wanted from the very beginning and how it should have always been treated but now that you've poisoned 70 percent of the population who's eligible it's okay now we can go back to normal the damage has been done all the problems that are going to come from this has been done we can go back to normal jason kenny can try to win another election while keeping strong measures in place to protect Albertans. Over the past 17 months of restrictions, sorry, after the past 17 months of restrictions, I know this will likely feel like a dramatic shift for many. We have grown accustomed to protective measures, so some anxiety is only natural. I want to assure Albertans that some things will not change, not tomorrow and not any time this year. We will continue to respond to COVID-19. Wait until you hear the things that are not changing. It's if this, if this is true and I kind of hope I kind of have a feeling that it is true for Alberta because Jason Kenny wants to win an election. Still, he still thinks he convince can convince most of you in Alberta that, that, uh, he was the most free and he did the best job and he helped the most and he got us open the quickest and that should be enough, right? I will never vote for the UCP again. The UCP, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't even exist on any ballot that I'm looking at. In, in keeping key measures in place to protect everyone. Key measures. Including having vaccine appointments widely available. So... They're going to make sure that you can still get vaccinated, obviously, is the main measure they're keeping in place, but there's more. Testing symptomatic Albertans for whom this information will change their treatment. So they're going to test for symptomatic Albertans, but I think it's only if you go in to get tested. So if you have a flu, it's not going to be legally required for you to get tested. And preventing and managing outbreaks in high-risk locations like continuing care. However, we will start to change several other things gradually while keeping a close eye on hospitalizations in Alberta. The first changes will happen tomorrow and are relatively small. As of tomorrow, quarantine will no longer be universally legally required for close contacts of confirmed cases, although it could still be required. 
So today, because this was yesterday, close contact, contact quarantine will no longer be legally required. I mean, it sounds good. Let's see what happens. In some high-risk setting. Also, can I just point out, and I know I already said something, but this person doing the doing the sign language i i suspect is heavily a science denier that's I, i'm not totally sure but they look like they deny science if you know what i mean or for outbreak management we are still recommending that close contacts who are not fully immunized avoid public places for 14 days and we still have mandatory isolation for both positive cases and symptomatic people. Anyone who knows they have been exposed to COVID-19 should monitor for symptoms and should seek testing if they become symptomatic. We will be stopping routine asymptomatic testing for close contacts. This will help reduce wait times and ensure timely results in the coming months. But to be clear, anyone experiencing symptoms should still isolate from others. And You should, but you don't have to. So who's gonna? Just the people that are still out there wearing masks right now. I probably won't. I probably won't. Just saying. We'll be able to get tested province-wide. As quarantine is no longer required, contact tracers will no longer call close contacts. Heck yeah. We recommend that where it is possible to do so, positive cases can notify their close contacts. Public health will start focusing on identifying and managing outbreaks only in high-risk locations, such as continuing in acute care and high-risk workplaces. We will keep watching COVID-19 closely and will take whatever actions are needed to manage any high-risk outbreaks. Or How can you watch it closely if you're not forcing people to get tested? It just sounds, it's like, it's like they're still, they're always trying to, um, win over both groups, right? They're trying to assure the people, ensure, assure the people that are scared of COVID that, um, don't worry, you're still safe. We still care, but they're also trying to make sure that people like me and you uh, are like, all right, finally getting our freedom back, or whatever. Or severe cases, as we do with any communicable disease. Over the next two weeks, we will closely monitor these changes and adapt as needed to give more time to vaccinate Albertans before the remaining changes begin on August 16th. So, David says, come fall, we will be locked down. That is the standard view that most people in our camp have why i don't think that that's necessarily true is because there is an army of conservative you know npc type people like puppets who took one for the team they went out they went out they got their vaccine they did what they were told they needed to do to go back to normal and now normal's coming back. Th th I think that they know. I think, oh, what is happening here? That I think that they know that 
those people might not take it this time. There's a large majority of conservatives that still got vaccinated because oh, someone keeps texting me and uh, I and I can't I don't know if it's dinging for you guys, but but uh, it's very annoying on my end. So anyway, oh, stop texting me. So, now that my train of thought is ruined, basically, we know there's an army of conservatives, or they know, that will not take it again. There's, there's people I know at work that they're like, nope, I took it for the team. I did what I thought was necessary. I got my two shots. I'm good to go. I'm never getting a shot again. I'm never wearing a mask again. They told me we'd go back to normal, and I did what they said to go back to normal. And if they lock down again, they're going to have a revolt. Right? And yes, David. So, David. Uh, I mean, yes. The agenda is for 2030. It's the globalist agenda. I totally agree with you. What I think is probably going to happen is we're going to remain normal until the next election. Then you're going to have the NDP step in again, because let's face it, there's a very low chance of the conservatives getting in in Alberta, I think. Because I'm I'm not voting for them, and I think there's going to be a whole lot of seats lost, and that's going to allow, it's going to allow the NDP to slide into a lot of those places because... The UCP will just lose a couple thousand votes here or a thousand votes there and the NDP will win. And so then the, then the suffering really comes, I believe, right? Um, I think that we're going to stay normal in Alberta and we're going to appear as a free country or a free province for a while uh, until the next election. That's my guess. Now, I could be totally wrong. Maybe I'm just being optimistic. Maybe I just like the the um maybe I just like the thought of there being 2 years of freedom uh before we go through something like this again because it's Alberta. And 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 if they lock us down in the fall, it's not like I'm going to be surprised, right? But I think there's some optimism here, but not not because I actually think they're doing anything for the right reasons, right? Uh, I think that that's what's important uh, to understand. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, I don't get your hopes up. There's still an agenda attached to this. Whatever they're doing, it's not for a good reason, right? These upcoming changes in mid-August will be more significant. Ooh. For example, provincial masking orders on transit, taxis, and rideshares will be lifted on that day. Of course, masks may still be required in specific settings. Well, Yvette asks, who do we vote for then? We have nobody. I understand. I think, here's, so here's the thing. I might not even like the full platform, but they're saying they'll never lock us down again, I think, and that is the Wild Rose Independence Party. Now... Well, you have to understand there is another party developing, but they don't have the momentum behind them because they don't have the word Wild Rose in their name. The Alberta Advantage Party was is is 
is founded by one of the people that founded the wild, the original wild rose party. So the Alberta advantage party is, is, is the actual, um, what would you call it? The actual heir to the wild rose party. The wild rose independence party is a libertarian party. The wild rose party was a grassroots conservative party which is what the alberta advantage party is they're running on this they're they'd be running on the same platform but they're very small still and for some reason the the wild rose independence party has showed up as that third party it's wild rose independence party sorry and they've filled the gap that the wild rose and ucp amalgamation left not the alberta advantage party which i think Maybe is a bad thing. I'm not sure. So let's keep going with our favorite medical health, uh, chief medical health officer. Like vaccination sites, hospitals, and continuing care facilities. At this time, we are not planning to require universal masking in schools. However, we will be recommending it as a temporary outbreak intervention in response to respiratory outbreaks. Schools. As a response to respiratory outbreaks, I just picked up on that. That's troubling. So, remember what she said earlier? She said, we need to do these things. We need COVID to come in line with other respiratory illnesses. Now she's saying that masking will be implemented when there's respiratory outbreaks, she didn't say COVID outbreaks. She said respiratory outbreaks. So does that mean that if there's a normal flu now, we're going to have a mask? We're going to have masking put in? Um, Phoebe asks me, do you think hardcore conservatives would consider the Wild Rose? I assume you mean Wild Rose Independence, part of the current one. So... I would call myself the farthest in the conservative group. And I, because of that, I feel like the natural thing to do is become more libertarian. Not like we need a free and open society where we can agree to disagree where, you know, cause libertarians are, um, there's, there's some morality mixed in, that I'm not big on. So they are basically saying like, you know, um, it's, it's not the government's right to step into your bedroom, all that. Okay. I can handle that. But they're also, because they're also saying I have the right to say whatever I want. And if I need to address homosexuality or any other sin that's mentioned in the Bible, I am free to do that if they are if they are uh, running the province. And so because of that, that's what I have to vote for. Of course, there is this thing that happened. People become more bold when they don't have freedom, when they know it's being attacked. Look at all the freedom we've had, and as Christians, we've just wasted it, right? So I would consider voting for the Wild Rose Independence Party, personally will also be asked to support those who choose to wear masks we know that many parents and teachers have questions 
and outbreak intervention in response to respiratory outbreaks. Schools will also be asked to support those who choose to wear masks. We know that many parents and teachers have questions and a guidance document is being finalized and will be released in mid-August to support return to school. In addition, starting August 16th, isolation will no longer be universally legally required if you test positive for COVID-19, although it may be required in some high-risk Did you hear that? It will not be legally, you will not be legally required in Alberta to quarantine if you test positive for COVID. Amazing. I mean, if that's true, that's amazing. That's a full reversal. So, like, I know it's a lie. I know somehow it's going to be used poorly. But, like, doesn't your heart still kind of just perk up? Don't you just feel a little excited that she's saying this? I mean, I have very mixed feelings because I know they're a bunch of liars. Um, of course it sounds fishy. Someone says, that sounds fishy to me, Yvette. David says, but it's a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, worldwide, right? We know. I know what you're saying. My point is, is that in Alberta, you're not going to have to quarantine? Unbelievable. It's crazy. I mean, I hope it's, I hope it's real, right? We should hope that it's real. Settings. It will, however, continue to be strongly recommended in all settings. Staying home when sick will remain an important way to care for those around us by not passing on any infection. So the big rule that we can take from this is stay home when you're sick. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Honestly. Okay, I've had enough of this. I can't do it anymore. Uh, What happened here? There we go. So, my hat is crooked. Why? So, come on. I'm Phoebe says, I'm cautiously optimistic. Be very careful what you hear from these people. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, look, if you trust Dina Hinshaw at this point, I don't know how to help you, right? Like, we... We don't trust her. Uh, yeah, David says, staying home when you're sick, expletive, uh, which is hilarious. I'm not going to repeat it on here. The kids, they watch. So, moving on. Well, actually, let's start. We'll do a little filler. One, have you tried Resistance Coffee yet? I haven't really plugged it hard lately. Use the discount code DAVIS at checkout. You get 10% off your first order, and the coffee's legit. I, if it sucks, you can blame me. If you don't like it, blame me. Get the blend or roast that you like the most. If you like dark roast, get the good stuff. Get, get the, uh, the black gold. Right? If you like medium roasts, you're looking at defund the CBC or liberal tears. Or I would say tree hugger tastes like a medium. It's organic. Tree hugger's really good. I've tried them all now, except for the decaf, because, well, 
I'm going to stay away from that personally. It's called Empty Promises, which is also hilarious. And if you like light roast, COVID-1984 is a light roast. And um, it's my favorite light roast I've ever had. So just try it out. And um, do group orders with your friends. Whatever. Right? Do group orders with your friends. They don't, they don't mind that kind of thing. They, they appreciate your business. And they don't want to use and pay for Facebook-sponsored ads. So support them. Also, guys, if you go into the description of this video, you'll see that there's a GoFundMe link there for Mojo Diner, who is being pressured by AHS, being messed with, uh, being punished financially. Um, a, a girl started it up for them. Please, please go help Mojo Diner and donate to their GoFundMe. Okay, they haven't gotten the attention of other diners because they weren't using, they're not social media stars, they're not, they didn't get arrested, um, they weren't in the media fighting, they wanted to remain quiet. Um, and so they don't have the name recognition that the whistle stop or something does at this point. So please go help them out, the link is in my description of this video. Philip says the coffee is great. Thanks, Philip. I'm glad. Although you might be related to one of them. Is that you? I can't remember. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> I love I, I love it. I love their coffee. I love it. So I would not sell it. So and yes, David says Mojo Diner has awesome food. They do, but they can't even serve anything right now. Their food is great. Their breakfast stuff is awesome. So we're going to move on. Um, so guys, you've seen obviously that uh, Israel. <sighs> I'm going to pull up an old article about Israel. Uh, it's from a, uh, two months ago or one month ago. It's titled Israel has vaccinated 80% of adults. Cases dropped to 15 per day. So let's check this out, shall we? Oh, ooh, look it. Hold on a second here. Let's. There we go. Israel offers a glimpse of life after herd immunity. With eighty percent of adults vaccinated, cases have dropped to fifteen per day. Okay, awesome. Look at them. Out there having a great time walking around with all their herd immunity. Hey, and let's look at the date. June 1st. So this is 50-some days ago. So, as the U.S. scrambles to incentivize people to get vaccinated, Israel is reaping the benefits of a successful vaccine rollout. The nation reported just 15 new daily coronavirus cases on average in the last week. It's lowest count in more than a year. So let's keep reading, I guess. The decline in infections has been so encouraging that Israel lifted some of its last remaining coronavirus restrictions on Tuesday. Businesses can now operate at full capacity and residents no longer have to show proof that they've been vaccinated to enter restaurants, sporting events, or entertainment venues so if you didn't know they had the pass on their phone you had to scan to go into places it's bad it's really restrictive it was crazy 
Really terrible stuff. So I don't think I will. Yeah, let's keep reading. Even before the new rule, Israel's schools were fully open. Masks were no longer required outdoors. And mass gatherings were taking place across the country. Now Israel's only barrier to normal life is a requirement to wear masks in public indoor spaces. A rule that could be lifted as soon as next week, according to Israeli health officials. Oh, it gets better. This is probably the end of COVID in Israel, at least in terms of the current strains that we know. So it's always set up. Remember that it's the strains. At least he used the word strain, not variant, right? He, he, he's not good on the, on the lingo they want you to use. It's variant, not strain, right? So this is probably the end of COVID. Awesome. Okay. So we see that. Now let's fast forward to just a few days ago, and you're going to see the twist. You're going to see the twist in this as well. Uh, What this, uh, I think it's, uh, no, I can't remember who the article is from, but let's check out this article. It's called Israel's COVID outbreak is mostly fully vaccinated people. What's going on? So here you go. Put me down in the corner where we like it. Martin says, let's be honest. It's not a vaccine. It's not a pandemic. I mean, yeah, that's true. So the Deseret News says, a look inside Israel's recent coronavirus outbreak published July 20th, 2021. So they're the first country to reach herd immunity and they have seen a recent rise in cases among the vaccinated people. But here's it come. Check out this. Check out this wording. Here's what's going on and how vaccines are making a difference. Really? Oh, you just can't win, man. Phoebe says people there are getting sick from the jab. I mean, that's what I think as well. I would say allegedly, right? You just throw out the word allegedly after, and then it's not legally binding. It pretty much covers you for saying anything now, which is great. I'm just kidding. Israel is the poster child. Sorry. Israel, the poster child for COVID-19 vaccination. And the first country to reach herd immunity has seen a recent rise in cases. Recently, most of the people testing positive are vaccinated, reported the Washington Post. So there you go. Case closed. Most of the people testing positive are vaccinated. So what should happen is we go, wow, the Pfizer vaccine that everyone in Israel got doesn't work. Maybe we need to rethink what we're doing here before we keep pushing it on everybody. Wouldn't that be the reasonable thing to do? Here you go. Let's find out. The trend has brought a slew of questions about the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines and implications of new strains for future outbreaks. While these trends initially seem like cause for vaccine skepticism, a closer look at Israel's current outbreaks shows that vaccines are effective and working, even against the Delta variant. So even though 95% of all new cases are COVID 
are are vaccinated people, this is great news because vaccines are still working. Unbelievable. Okay. So, let's unpack the situation, shall we? That's what it says in the article. What's happening in Israel's coronavirus outbreak? About a month ago, Israel celebrated what seemed like the end of its domestic pandemic. The country dropped all coronavirus restrictions, including mask mandates and social distancing requirements, reported Reuters. Unfortunately, the celebration was premature. COVID-19 cases have begun to rise in Israel over the last few weeks, reported Reuters. The outbreak started in schools among unvaccinated children then began spreading to vaccinated adults. So all the unvaccinated kids got it and then gave all the vaccinated adults it. So literally it does nothing then is what you're saying, right? It does nothing. It does nothing to stop the spread at all, which we've, they've told us that that's the case. So we should not be surprised. Last week, Israel recorded an average of 775 new daily cases last week, according to data data from Reuters. This is Israel's highest number of daily new infections since March, Reuters reported. The average number of weekly hospital admissions is currently 120 people, according to the Washington Post. The country... Oh. Oh. The article jumped on me. Um, where is it? Ah, oh, there it is. The country has reimposed mask mandates. Oh, sorry. The average number of weekly hospital admissions is currently 120 people, according to the Washington Post. The country has reimposed mask mandates, social distancing requirements, and quarantines for everyone arriving in Israel. So they're back to where they started. Check this out. Just like in many other countries, the recent outbreak has been driven by the more contagious and more vaccine-resistant Delta variant, reported the Washington Post. So it's vaccine-resistant because it's resistant against a vaccine that targets a very, very specific thing. And because viruses mutate constantly... It's no longer effective because your body has now trained itself to attack one thing only, right? But apparently it's still great news because vaccines are totally working. That's what it said at the top of the article, right? Unlike in many other countries, most of the people testing positive in Israel are vaccinated, reported the Washington Post. But this should not... Wait. Unlike... Oh, it's unlike in many other countries. Most of the people testing positive in Israel are vaccinated, reported the Washington Post. Phoebe says, so the jab was pointless. They are never going to let up with this. It will just keep going and going and going. Exactly, yes, that's the plan. The plan is to make sure that as many of us die as possible. That's the plan. Anyway, carrying on. But this should not be surprising, according to epidemiologist Caitlin Jettelina. Per the Washington Post, the more vaccinated a population, the more we'll hear of the vaccinated getting infected, she said. Wow, you don't say. Just like if less of the population's vaccinated, the percentage will be high among the unvaccinated. Amazing. This is 
Did you know that if you keep filling a tub with water, eventually water gets to the top of the tub? It's amazing. Science. And Israel has one of the most vaccinated populations in the world. About 60% of the nation's entire population of 9.3 million has received at, late, at least one vaccine dose, reported Reuters. Among adults, about 85% have been vaccinated, <sighs> which means that Israel's vaccinated community is five times larger than its unvaccinated community. So there you go. That's why it's still spreading among the vaccinated because they're all vaccinated. Amazing. So, um, Ooh, here we go. So it is all Pfizer. I think, right. The Israel minute, the, I skipped some parts of the article. The Israel health ministry's data analysis has produced some new estimates about the effectiveness of Pfizer vaccines. According to the Washington post. In protecting against infection, Pfizer vaccines are 95% effective for the Alpha variant, but only 64% effective for the Delta variant. Oh. Anyway, I can't even read any more of this. It's making me sick. So what I'm going to do is uh, put these articles in the show notes of the podcast. I probably won't be adding it to anything for the videos but I will put it in the show notes for the podcast. So if you want to drive around listening to me in your vehicle, you can do that. KT says, I heard it said that they need to look into antibody dependent enhancement in regards to the shots. I don't even know what that means. Awesome. (laughs) Okay, guys. So what this, what Dina Hinshaw reminds me of, And what these articles demonstrate to me is that the world hates equal scales for judgment, but God loves equal scales. And uh, it says that in Proverbs. I believe it's Proverbs 16. You know, so often I'm scrambling to put this stuff together. And um, God has just allowed me to be doing a Bible reading plan right now that often has relevant things in it right when I need to do this. It's, it's been an amazing thing. So, so uh, in the NASB 95, Proverbs 16 is titled, the whole chapter is titled, the contra- contrast the upright and the wicked. So, the righteous do one thing, and the wicked do another. So let's see what it says about a just balance. A ju- uh, chapter 16, 11 of Proverbs. A just balance and scales belong to the Lord. All the weights of the bag are his concern. So let's see here. Wow. There's a lot going on in here, but. Basically, right there, a just balance and scales belong to the Lord. All the weights of the bag are his concern. So, he seeks, he seeks a just and equal scale system. And so, this could be talking about real physical scales 
weighing the contents for trade against uh you know gold because they would do they would use you often to cheat people you would use scales that were rigged or weights that were rigged right um i'm gonna just take a minute here to click up phoebe's comment again she says we need to pray for the safety of all those who have had this jab i am scared for what is coming for all those people i i agree it is it is scary um some doctors are talking and saying that they'll there will be mass death within three years for these people i really hope that's not true um and so yeah we want equal scales right we can see that they are setting it up to treat the unvaccinated poorly you guys saw in vancouver first and then across all the major airports in canada that there were vaccinated and unvaccinated lineups um and so they're going to start more and more treating people unequally. And then also, um, just with everything, right? So if you're unvaccinated, you get one test. If you're vaccinated, you get another test. You're going to be treated differently based on your vaccine status. You're going to have different scales applied to you. Right. And we need to, we need to resist that. We are people of truth and equality if we are Christians. Right. And so, um, basically we want, uh, it's funny cause I was just going through this. We, if, if, if we have used, you know what, just let's apply it to ourselves. If we have used unequal scales, we need to repent of our sin, right? We need to repent of that. We need to turn from that. And so, and so I would hope that my listeners and anyone, like anyone, anyone claiming to be a Christian, myself included, we need to turn away. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm having a hard time concentrating because I would love for my man Cliff to be in the comments sending me Bible verses. Um, But he's not here today, right? (laughs) Did I just get a text? What? Someone. Is it going to come up on here? Oh, there it is. Someone just pay- PayPal'd me, so let's take a look. Usually, oh no, that's for subscribers. That's funny. So I don't have, I don't even have my Streamlabs open, but we're gonna go there right now and see if we can find if she said anything. So guys, if you don't know, if you wanna, if you want to send me, um. If you want to send me money, I've got that little donate box in the corner there. Um, uh, I will. I will. 
I will go read the message that you've that you've uh, that you've attached to it. Now, hold on a second. I just need to. Um, I don't even remember how to do it. Uh, it's been such a long time since someone sent me anything right here. So, I'll. And I don't think she attached a message. If that. M dog. Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm not sure. I don't think she attached a message for me. So I am going to uh, come back. And obviously, I've been looking. So I did not send a message. Ah! <laughs> Oh, sorry, Elaine. I should have just started reading. We need to get that donations box into six digits. I don't think I'm worth that much yet. Thank you, though. I really appreciate. I really appreciate you saying that. But I'm not worth six digits yet. I don't even have 1080p on the screen yet. What would be amazing? That's the screen quality. I would love to have higher screen screen quality, but that's a higher subscription for this. And like, I could broadcast through other things at 1080p, but this system that I use is really easy to use for me because I am computer illiterate. So guys, if you are um, using unequal scales, we don't want to be like these people. We don't want, we don't want to 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 be dishonest we don't want to hold people to different standards um and so um i'm sorry i'm just reading more comments thank you elaine elaine big compliment again she says you are busy info is more important i know that you are worth it and so does god thank you um yeah like if i could just go around being a journalist and evangelizing people at the same time because there's no journalism company even rebel that would want me to to do that and so anything that i do needs to be funded by christians that want to see me evangelizing people more so than even reporting on news right because that's what's really important um actually you can pray for a friend i was able to give them a gospel of john and a tract and they're currently i believe reading the gospel of john so i'm not going to give out his name or how i know him give over someone says give no no i yeah oh my goodness so martin says give over why send you money a money could be used for anything uh, I'm not totally sure if that's a question or what, but anyway, Elaine, again, the six digits was referring to your donation box amounts. Uh, no, I understand. I understand a six digit income. I get it. A hundred thousand dollars. I know what you mean. Um, so basically people are just, uh, Elaine is just, um, Elaine is just giving me compliments right now, numerous of them. So thank you very much for that, Elaine. I really appreciate it. But guys, 
just, oh man, where is it? So basically I did a presentation on Lordship Salvation again, or for Lordship Salvation. If you guys know what that means, I wrote an essay about it, all that stuff. And so basically John the Baptist called his listeners in Luke 3 to repent, to repent for the remission of their sins. And so what does that mean? What is repentance and turning, uh, turning from your sin mean for the, and being baptized for the remission of your sins? So when you are saved, you desire to follow Christ. You have changed. You've been given a new heart. And one of the works that you respond with is desiring to be baptized, right? So as we're working through that, in our hearts and our minds, as we come to know Christ, um, we will repent of our sin. This has been a big one for me because I've met many people that several people I'll say that want to fight about this. They don't want repentance to be synonymous with belief in Christ. There's many people that believe that you believe on Christ. You don't turn from your sin. You just believe on Christ and you're good to go. Right. But what is, what does the Bible say? Right. And you guys know that I've read this numerous times. Um, actually, let's see. Does that, does that work there? You know what? Let's just look at it here. So, Let's see if we can bring this together. Romans 3. Romans is my life book, we'll call it. People have life verses. I have a life book. Other than just saying the Bible, it's probably Romans, right? So it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. So what does propitiation mean? Propitiation is that payment, that great exchange. He took your sin upon himself and it was paid by his blood on the cross. So it says this was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed for the demonstration. I say of his righteousness at the present time so that we would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So when we believe on Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, I say, okay, hold on. I kind of lost my spot. You know what? I should probably use a verse by verse Bible, but we've got some paragraph. I've got, I'm using a paragraph Bible. And so sometimes I just lose my verse a little bit. So basically, let's see. This was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed for the demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at the present time, so that 
he would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So, Jesus Christ became the justifier for those who have faith in him. You are justified by this death and your belief upon it. All right? Is it I mean, that's an amazing thing. It, it doesn't really tie into the repentance stuff. I thought it did a little more. Um, one thing he does say at the end here is, um, do, it says in verse 31, do we then nullify the law through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we establish the law. So this isn't about this. Some people say, oh, you know, and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said this too, right? We're not, he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Right. So this is not a doing away of, of following rules. This is obeying God's commandments because you have been saved. You are like the willing slave in the house of the Israelite who has his, who has his earlobe punched into the doorpost. You want to stay with this master. This master has bought you. This master has purchased you with his blood. And as a result, you love him. Right? So we, that repentance, that turning from sin and that sorrowfulness for one's sin is, is key. You mu it must be there. That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. I would say every time I read, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, that happens every day. The, the best guy, the best guy you know, the best pastor you know, has sinned today. He has sinned today. Maybe less than you. But I guarantee you that the best pastor you know, what he's relying on more than more than you is Christ's righteousness, Christ's imputed righteousness. And so, um, Katie says from Acts 17, 30 and 31, therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now commanding men that everyone everywhere should repent. Beautiful. Because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. Through a man whom he determined, having furnished proof to all by raising him from the dead. And I am thankful that you're using the LSB. That's really awesome. Uh, I, again, big fan of that translation. So, he is commanding you to repent. If you are not a believer and you're just listening to me, and you're still around for the religious part or whatever, please understand that, this is really what this is about. I like giving news updates. I love giving those things. And what I wish I had more time to do is spend on these biblical texts that I can make sure that they're clear. And I'm not saying anything foolish because with the articles, I can just talk and, and go on tangents and it's fun. And as long as I'm being somewhat accurate, we all have a good time. But when it comes to the biblical text, we want to put that in a different category and i am hoping that if you are here 
and you are listening, that you are understanding what I am saying in the Bible and that you would have a desire to read it for yourself and that you would have a desire to meet the Jesus that I talk about. Um, and Elaine gave me another fairly long comment. Let's take a look. Once something is given away, it belongs to the receiver, not the giver. I just want to support Devin's efforts to keep us all informed and the more important mission that all are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Lord wants all of his children to be in heaven with him. Eternity is a very long time if we do not make the right decisions. Salvation is a free gift. We just need to admit, believe, and commit. God's grace and mercy are also free gifts. So, one thing I will point out is just we need to have faith in Christ. That's what it comes down to. So there's debates and I'm not sure if maybe you're saying that, but, uh, what, what there, there might be something we disagree with just a little bit about in your comment, but basically I believe that God has paid for a specific group of people's sins and he is going to find those people it's our job to go out and evangelize them and find them and bring them back to their to their father. We need to go find the lost sheep. We need to go find the one who has escaped from the 99. And so I'm thankful for you guys, and I think now is a good time to end. Um, I'm going to start preparing and looking at what biblical texts are relevant to what I'm talking about a little earlier. I'm going to try to do that because I need to make sure that I'm holding this in high regard. Uh, and yeah, thank you guys. You know what? I'm actually going to use a countdown screen to, to get out of here. Um, because it'll make for like a nice outro music. Okay, so you guys have a great night, okay?